Hi, my name is Josh Hannaberry, and welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. At the Truck Focus Podcast, our mission is simple. I want to connect transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. Over the last decade, I've been fortunate to connect with several transportation industry leaders that have had a positive impact on my life, and I look forward to connecting them with you. Let me start by asking you this. Have you ever had a conversation with someone that's super passionate about the subject and you can tell they genuinely care about the topic, but also understand what they're saying? I honestly love conversations like that as it really adds fuel to my fire as someone who's passionate about connecting industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal impact. This is why I'm so pumped on today's episode as I get to speak with Ben Stiller with National Truck League Insurance Solutions on the impacts him and his company or his family's company are having on the lives of many in the transportation industry. I highly recommend that you learn more about NTL by visiting ntl.ca, but really listen to what Ben has to say about the impact that he, he as a professional is having as well as their company is having on the lives of so many in our industry. Well, let's get to it. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Truck Focus Podcast. Super stoked for our conversation today. Honestly, for a few things. Obviously, we talked for about half an hour prior to hitting the record button. And I think that just speaks volumes to who you are as a person, because you actually, A, you care about our industry, but you're energetic about the industry and you understand just the importance of what's going on right now. So yeah, just hyped today to talk, obviously, about that, talk about who is Ben, but also talking about your family company, the National Truck League. So yeah, just welcome. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. And uh, shout out to you for doing this podcast and connecting all of us. And I've only only known you for like two phone calls now, and I feel like it's been a year. You're very, uh, you share just as much care, if not more, about the industry. So super pumped to be here too. And I'm, I'm very excited to chat with you on the podcast. Awesome, man. Yeah, this is, this is huge. And it's just, yeah, appreciate your time. Obviously, it's a Saturday. So the fact that uh, yeah, we're making it happen. It means a lot. So kind of starting us off, why don't you highlight, so who is Ben, as well as can you share the backstory, which I think is pretty fascinating of how you entered the insurance side of transportation industry, as well as as a whole, the transportation industry. Okay. Yeah. Um, who is Ben? Well, I'll just get it out of the way. My name is Ben Stiller, which everybody in the world likes to talk about is the same name as the guy that was in Dodgeball and Zoolander. So I've gotten that my whole life, no matter where that is. Um, and I've kind of used it to my benefit now just to try to get my name recognized. But I am a, I'm a 27-year-old London, Ontario, born and raised man that uh, is an insurance broker now. Um, I've been working with National Truck League for six and a half years now, and uh, maybe even longer. And the reason I say that is because my dad actually purchased the business in 91 with my grandfather. Um, and then from there, eventually bought my grandfather out. My mom started working there. So they've been there ever since the beginning, started with a couple of employees and now the company's around 50. So it's been a really good growth for them. And then as your parents own a business, you are involved kind of just by association the whole time. Um, so personally, I tried to take my own path. You don't want to follow your parents every step because they have a fun looking successful business. You want to be your own person. So um, my whole life, I kind of just did normal schooling and everything in London, normal kid. And then after high school, I did a video production uh, internship. 
Um, that was following some classes in high school that I got a passion for design and creating stuff. And I was on the school news and all this stuff. So I just had a passion for it. But then when I started working in the industry for real, took the passion out of it. So then I went to college, I took a marketing diploma, and then I went to that stage where I think most kids go to where you don't know what to do with your life after you've got your diploma or degree. So during college, my parents said, hey, why don't you put some hours in at the business, do some data work or whatever that is. So I just did. That was easy for me to do. Um, and then that slowly transitioned after school to a very enjoyable time of my starting of my career. Um, I was talking to clients more and I'm a pretty chatty person, outgoing person, as you said, 30 minutes before we started. And uh, I started talking to clients and I loved it. And every day was different. Every person you talk to is different. And it was always refreshing. And my parents said, hey, why don't you get your license? And so I still had that worry about following my parents' footsteps. And um, I, was, I was engaged. I was really young and engaged. Me and my wife got married young. And I was, it was time to make money after school and start to think about providing for the family in the future. So I did. And I started selling policies uh, to the trucking industry for a while. Um, and I was definitely just more individually focused on my own personal goals for a while, like in my sales career, not actually paying attention to the people I was talking to in the trucks. Um, I wish I could go back now and with the, with the knowledge and care I have now and have those conversations, cause they'd probably be so much more rich, but, um, I love the insurance industry and now I've grown to be more in touch with the transportation industry. And I do I do realize that it's an extreme blessing and opportunity for me to have my parents that did build this business that I can carry on the legacy for eventually. Um, I loved working in sales and eventually, yeah, I transitioned to a different role that I'm in now, which is called marketing and business development. But other than that, that's, that's what I would describe myself as for this. Powerful, man. Yeah. You said a couple <laughs> of things that, as you can see, like I, I shake my head a lot and <laughs> I have to like tell myself to stop. So it's get, get really like, yeah. And you said a couple of things. So I think it's really important to highlight that you mentioned legacy. And I think far too often people go throughout their lives, um, literally day to day, kind of an autopilot. And you're not mm. like legacy is not a morbid thing. I think a lot of people think, well, I don't want to think about when I'm dead. And I'm yeah. like, I want you to think about you enter a room, you interact, you leave. How did you leave that room? And yeah. I think in your position where you talked about now versus when you started, you're leaving a very rich legacy within 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes to 10 hours, how much time you spend with that person because you care about people. And that was one of the mm. first things that I noticed part of it on content. But then when we had our first phone call, I'm like, do you actually care that like you're not full of fluff? <laughs> Good. And I think I'm that's one of the, totally, absolutely. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good, me too. Because otherwise you're kind of like, oh, that sucks. But uh, <laughs> I think that's really an important process, especially as a younger leader in a space where there's culture, there's obviously you have, like, we're both Caucasian. There's lots of people in there that are not. We're both male. Yeah. There's lots of people in there that are not. So I think right. the fact that you really care about people and you can lead with that mindset, I think it's important. And you answered something that I wondered was the progression in what you were doing. So starting in data, and then obviously you have school, then you're kind of getting into like, oh, I kind of like the sales scene. Okay. I like mm -hmm. dealing with different people to mm -hmm. the involvement now where it sounds like with part of your school and marketing, you're able to use it in your current role here. So yeah. it's really cool too. 
For sure. I do. It is actually, I've never been a big fan of school, but when you actually can use some of the stuff you've learned in school for work, it's actually feels kind of good. And yeah, yeah, when you talk about legacy, it's not, I'm not thinking about death at all. I'm thinking like my dad, I have just a crazy amount of respect for, and I think a lot of the trucking industry does too. And I'll go to a trade show and people just know who I am from when I was five years old at those conferences as a kid. And uh, I just, I'm so proud to work at the same business as him and with him. And I just, that's what I'm thinking about is just what I'm a second generation of him who's already created this much support for the trucking industry. And I get to carry that on and maybe even grow it one day too. And I think that's an addictive mindset because when caring legacy impact, like those are really powerful words that I think when you just live your life like that, people just will naturally be like, okay, I feel clean when I hang out with Ben. I feel better. I feel motivated. And I think our industry, I think we could both agree. We need way more of that. We need way more just like, why don't we have a motivational speaker at every corner? Like essentially giving praise to industry and speaking the truth about professional drivers and the value they offer. So again, those are traits that will carry the second generation. And hopefully the third, when you have kids too, because again, that, I think that's super cool. And I just, my wife, she works for uh, a large corporation, Canadian Tire. And uh, yeah, I was watching, it was yesterday before there's a commercial that they made it to a hundred years. And wow. like, wow, hundred year old company. Ooh. Yeah. So, okay, well, you're going to obviously be part of it for the like the time that you're part of it for. And then if yeah. you can get to the third, technically, like I think the third or the fourth, that's a hundred year generation company yeah. like that, or a hundred year company. I'm sorry. After four generations, that's pretty phenomenal, man. So that's really yeah, cool think- to see. What was a hundred years ago? Like that is just, we didn't have anything then compared to what we have now too. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. Whatever you just said, whoever's listening, just listen to that last part again. That was so good. What you just said. I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> I'll listen. I always listen to it. See our episodes a couple of times. Cause I'm a self-critic, but and I'm like, oh, yeah. I like that they said that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So National Truck League um, as a company, Insurance Solutions, can you kind yes. of talk about what's your overarching mission in industry? And yeah, if you want to obviously talk about your website, where do people go and anything that you want to share about the company itself? Cool. Yeah. Um, National Truck League, NTL, Insurance Solutions. We, um, we have one goal that we talk about often with the staff. Uh, we try to create a culture with core values and everything that's all focused on supporting and caring for the Canadian trucking industry. So the one thing that we always say we do at National Truck League is we ride shotgun with the trucking industry. Um, and what that what that means, it could mean a lot of things. And some people don't know what riding shotgun is, though we learned after we said this. But um, just picture us with a with an owner operator in the in the driver's seat and we're beside them. And we are we're just we're caring. Is your liability slip there? Is your travel policy there? We're going to answer every question you have. We want to pick up every phone call. It's just a high level of saying we're reliable, we're caring for you, and we're sitting shotgun with you as you're hauling your freight. Um, so that came from a different spot of just where we we wanted to spice up our core values to be more uh, transportation oriented slash true support and care for the industry. So we have business goals that we obviously set, but that's not the focus. The focus always comes from the high level of supporting the trucking industry. And we only have one type of customer and that is the Canadian trucking industry. So we have three different departments that we try to create uh, for the trucking industry, which is the commercial department, 
the accident and sickness department and the personal department. Um, that is trying to create the one-stop shop approach for the trucking industry. So we can ensure the trucks, the drivers and their personal assets. Um, and so we recognize, you know, there are, there are companies in Canada that have a thousand units uh, under their um, authorities. And then there are a lot, a lot, we've learning a lot more of these last few years with 10 units that started from a company driver that turned into an owner operator that was, is an ambitious entrepreneur that knows trucking and he knows he can make more money off it. And then he starts with his own truck and then he gets his buddy to join. And then eventually he's coming around 10 units, which is a fleet. And those, those companies need the most assistance, um, whether it's safety practices or just guidance with uh, compliance, um, whether they listen, that's the tough part, but um, our focus is trying to literally support and help those types of companies growing too so that they can get to fleet status one day. They can be the business owner that they want and growing safely, adding units slowly, surely, but not, not adding 10 units per year where your safety practices fall out of line. And then the insurance company no longer wants you. We know what the insurance company wants. We know what these drivers want. We're trying to create the solutions that bring those together so that there's never a pause in business for these truck drivers. They're, if there's a trucking company that gets a non-renewal, it's devastating to them. We've had some trucking companies with problems where they're getting a non-renewal like in two days, like it came down to the line and there's trucks in the States and we're like preparing them to park their trucks. And that is just, let alone if it's a trucking company, but if that's your business where you have to stop your business all on one day, that's all of your income. And it's just, it's, it's a terrible situation. So we're really trying to coach the industry on safety practices and what the insurance companies are coaching to, to make sure that there's always coverage in place. There's never that chance of having a non-renewal. Um, but the high level of focus is just still, and we keep saying this word about like caring, but we're just trying to bring care to the trucking industry through safety successes. Um, and even if we don't ensure all their operations, we want them to just know that we we can, you can call us still for advice as well. And um, some trucking companies will be locked in their commercial insurance policy with like a captive solution. Um, and we won't ever be able to insure them, but we're more than happy, even if they just wanted to ask, bounce some questions off us, that it doesn't matter if we're getting paid. We just want to help support people bring solutions. And we want to make sure that the trucking industry doesn't have interruptions that some of these people that we see face. So yeah, that I, I don't know if I summed it up all in one, but Powerful. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The uh, man, there's so many wins there. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so if you think about it's a couple of things that you said, and I think the story of an owner operator to grow his fleet, as you mentioned, is very common now. Over the last, yes. I don't know if it's necessarily ten years, five for sure, maybe ten, and that's industry. So when you think of yeah. collective industry, for, so for those listening, maybe it's the first time you've ever listened, and I'm super glad that you get to listen to Ben, is people don't really understand how a commercial vehicle is actually considered a commercial vehicle. So depending on how you register your vehicle, every province has a little difference. Obviously, Ontario is different than here in Alberta. It's a weight threshold. So when you actually identify, okay, what's a commercial vehicle? What am I going to do with it? A lot of people that start work for someone and said, man, I can do this a lot better. And I know what this guy's making. I want to make that kind of money. Yeah, so yeah. that entire person's soul is invested into that operation. And I speak from experience. I know what it's mm -hmm. like to acquire a business. I know what it's like to buy a truck that ended up having way too many mechanical problems and like, oh, but, oh, but, but. 
So I understand that. And that's where you start. You start a lot of these businesses. I'm a driver. I see an opportunity. I happen to get financing. Great. I got plates now. Right. And yes. the fact that you're empowering people to a grow because I think growth is essential. Do you know who uh, Tony Robbins is? Do you listen of to him? Course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he always compares like growth and happiness and yes. pursuit and happy. And I really manifest with that because I'm like, man, if we're stagnant, so if a business mm-hmm. owner is stagnant, trucking company is stagnant, man, it gets boring. It gets yeah. frustrating because you're paying yeah. bills. That's what it feels like. You literally got to pay you. Okay. I got to pay. So yeah. the fact that as a company, you guys are able to a, see their vision, empower their vision, but then providing an opportunity for them to not work in the business, but on the business to grow yes. it, I think is yeah. as a, as obviously as an insurance provider is nuts because most people are more so like you, how you started where I was, I like sales. And I sold 19 policies this month. Right. It's like, good for you. How many carriers did you impact this month? And I think collectively, I can tell you have that overarching identity where, no, we want to help our clients succeed. And even if you're not a client, I still want to help you succeed because we really care about the industry. And I think just hats off because I talked to enough people and I've been really fortunate with who I get to connect with. And obviously you meet some bad apples along the way where not everyone thinks like you guys do. So it's nice to hear that because... I just know our industry needs it. I know our industry, yes. they need they need guidance. And when you're so busy, you know what it's like to be busy and you're just like, yes. what am I supposed to look at today? Yeah. <laughs> Where's my North Star? Okay, the National yeah. Truck League is. And who can I talk to? Well, I got Ben's phone number. Ben, I have a problem. Yeah. What do I do? And I, yeah. I think that the perspective, man, honestly, hats off. Like I, I could go in for an hour about that because it's, just, well, it's I, so powerful. We have, you know, even occasionally just the other week, like an ex-client called me and just for asking for advice. And like, I love to see his name pop up on my phone because I don't care that we, but he asked me a question. He knew me, he trusted me. And it's just a great feeling to know that people actually do want to reach out to you if they have questions. And like, that's what, that's what riding shotgun is. It's like, we're just there for you if you want it. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think so many, so much of the insurance industry can be numbers focused and sales focused. But I think we, if we take the approach that it's actually more care for the, the business and the people within the business itself, that the sales and the numbers and the, all that stuff will come in. And um, it just, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you, I know you live in Ontario. So is Ontario kind of the market that you're, you're, I guess, offering services in, are you across Canada or where? We, yeah, we're national. We have, okay. we have clients in every province, which is a cool thing to say, honestly. And I've only been to like two or three of Canada. I, st- I still have to get to Alberta and see BAMP one day. Um, yeah, we're for, for the licensing, um, ensuring the trucks and the cargo and the trailers, we are licensed in Ontario and Alberta to do that. And you do have to go province by province for licensing. So I think one day we'll eventually try to get to more provinces. And then for our products that are um, accident sickness related, uh, that is uh, national. So um, one of our bigger products is deductible buy down, where if a truck's deductible is 15, 20,000, 10,000, we buy it down to 2,000 um, just for that unexpected cost that a trucker could or an owner operator could face where not everyone has 15 grand to sit around just to pay to make a claim, let alone pay for your insurance for the rest of the year. So we will, you you only pay two grand and we'll fill up the rest. So that can be across the country. And that's actually one of the more higher sought after products right now with deductibles in the industry everywhere. I've just gone up in the last year to like, feels like minimum is 10 everywhere, but 
Um, yeah, they try and compensate just for the increase. You can either right. pay a skyrocket amount of insurance or you can allow your deductible to skyrocket yeah. instead. And then yeah. knowing that there's actual coverage and protection on that deductible, really smart. Yeah, it, that's one of the that's one of the products from the beginning, and that's um, I don't I can't even I don't know what the industry was like in the nineties. Like I can't even I can't believe this was a product in the nineties, but now it's like becoming more relevant than ever. So super happy to be promoting that product, and other people around Canada do want it. They don't want to pay fifteen grand out of pocket if it's someone, and sometimes it's even not at fault accidents, right? So it's just not fair. So that's, and that, that's what like gives me uh, joy and like fires me up is that we have, this is just one of our many products, but that product does help truck drivers. It does help trucking companies and it saves their bottom line. It's a business solution. And uh, those kind of things when it all works together with helping them, but it's actually a really smart financial decision to combine. We're providing it. That's like, fires me up, you know? So cool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you can see it. So anyone that's listening, you got to hop on YouTube because you can literally see it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I call that the passion moment. And I think the fact that we're, we just have a good relationship through talking over the last, again, we've only, I think this is our third actual conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that you can hit, I call them passion moments. So you can hit it. I'm just like, yes, because I think it's really cool because it's like, what do you care about? Okay. You can really tell you care about that. And it's impacting so many people because Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember again, when I had my outfit and I've been involved with industry my whole working life. And it's very interesting hearing it from different sides, because I remember what it's like trying to save money, knowing that there's a floating mechanics bill, obviously of your fuel. And then we had different deductibles and different insurances and so and so, you did what oh crap we got paid for that so the knowing this <laughs> what should be 10 grand now is only two grand and it's yeah. Only, like yeah it does it's just a huge peace of mind and again you're allowing carriers to work on the business not in the business right. not yeah because- that's and that's like what high level people at companies need to do in order to grow is work on the business and i think that's anyone that's a business owner in any type of industry knows that as the business owner, you always will get sucked into day-to-day things, but you really, since you have that brain, you're in the ownership position, you have the ability to give better ideas that will help grow the business. So yeah, you're right. I haven't even thought of that, but if that is what we're doing, then that makes me more excited. Um, funny, but this is the funny thing I just wanted to mention. You said passion. Um, we we did this exercise with our business group uh, within the company like a couple months ago. And it was like, go around and say one thing that the person does well at work and one person that the person doesn't do well at work. And ever, literally 100% of the people said they love how passionate I am and how like intense I am. But another, but then the negative was that sometimes it's over, it overflows. And so that's what I'm learning. In the, if anything, in the last like year and a half, it's like I've learned to talk less and just say the important things when there when there's a when there's time and not speak over people and interrupt kind of thing. So to have passion and like just to be on this podcast, I think this will probably help me with my work life just being balanced again because it's getting some of this out onto you and onto the truck focus podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. And it's cool. I'm glad that that I'm glad you experienced that because I think honestly it's one of the biggest compliments because I don't think we need to live in autopilot. You don't need to live in fear. And passion is it's a rebuke of fear because when yeah. people live in fear, they're really reserved and they're I'm gonna right. hold all my cards close to my chest. I can't I can't show you any expression. Then on the right. flip side, it's no, I am here, like hello. Yeah. And yeah. again, business maturity, obviously experience right. and enough meetings where you're like, 
like self-reflection is key. And yeah. I think one thing, I don't know your dad personally yet, but I'd love to talk to him is yeah. just his mentorship on your life. Because I, again, we are who we hang out with, obviously, right. family and all that good stuff. Where He's the definition of that. He does not speak until it's like one sentence that everyone's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so and yeah. that, and those are the most impactful things. Just one sentence. If you say a yes. hundred sentences, you know. Yes. So, yeah, I fight the. Uh, I, I fight obviously like too the much. most passionate person. <laughs> like you're, you're more than me. I I wouldn't say that. I think I'm one of the best compliments I've ever received from a mentor is I raise ships. So some people will try and sink others. They try and sink the ship to make themselves rise. And he says, for me, it's the opposite. He's just like, I, and again, I just say it's all humility, but I, I think for yourself and the passion, it's part of, it's a compliment. Part of it, I think it's just an installment of confidence where please let your light shine. And I don't think our industry, like I said before, has enough of that. Why? That's why I keep going back to it too, because it's like, yes, we need more of this. We need more Mm -hmm. people that you're knowledgeable. You obviously understand the products, but you understand the impacts of the products. And it's not just about the dollar value. It's are my clients succeeding? Yes. Are my past clients succeeding? Yes. Are they calling me for questions? Yes. That's impact. And they can just be like, well, Ben's got it. And if that, (laughs) another thing too, that I thought that I do these things, like we have 50 (laughs) amazing employees that really take on a lot of the day-to-day stuff and the client facing stuff. And then I think that's super impactful too, just as obviously as an organization is the fact that you can trust your team and the fact that you have those boundaries and you understand, like I I was reading your, uh, not your mission statement, your core values, sorry, before and the golden rule. Did you want to talk about the golden rule? Because I think that really ties into here too. Yeah. Golden rule. It simply is just respect. And it's not about, it's not necessarily about how we deal with our clients. It's also internally. So we want to have a good culture with staff working together too. Right. So let alone just respect being one of the higher values that most people should be carrying in their life, whether what they're doing, um, the golden rule, I have a little gold bar, a fake one at the office that we put for our core values to represent it. Um, about being humble and just realizing that other people also have faults and we're not going to just flip out and we're going to have a good reaction to people and we're going to communicate well via email. We're not going to, you know, um, and just respecting people's times. So you can't, you can't not pick up the phone if someone's trying to get a hold of you kind of thing. That's just like, this is a professional service. And so that's also just like a standard business practice too, but um, you would think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would yeah. think email me. It's, uh, no. I got you on the phone. <laughs> no, my brother uh, is a mortgage broker and he's like, he just says, pick up the phone. He'll never miss a call in his life. And if I'm on the phone with him, he's like, I'm getting a call. I just know to hang up and I respect that he'll do that. But he's like the most successful at his job because he'll never miss a call. And that's what you have to do in professional service industry. You just have to be there for your clients. That's just got to be the bottom line, you know, and the, everything else should be value add. Yes. And I think the fact that collectively over 50 people you're in line with that that is a massive freight train of success just let's help our industry like we're here for you i think that's super cool that's and that's we got to get better at that too like we have as an insurance broker you don't have well sometimes we have ex-truck drivers that got their license and they come and they are just killer they are so good you know like they just completely get every single aspect but some people come from like RBC just selling life. So they, uh, we just developed in the last year, like an orientation package that just 
They have videos of people on YouTube, like showing there's like vloggers out there, a lot of good trucking vloggers that give you a really good um, taste of what their life is like. And so it's like, look at what, like having a niche of a, of a, the truck, the owner operators of trucking industry. Like if you just really try to get into their shoes, you can serve them so, so, so much better. And what I love about it is that the trucking lifestyles shoes are the most unique shoes that there are. Like they live in a hundred square feet as they're driving down to Texas, hauling a 53 foot trailer full of stuff. I like, I've had a couple of car accidents. I'm like, I'm, I still think I'm a good driver, but I just, I wouldn't ever be able to do the career. I don't think. And that's maybe where all of my respect for the drivers comes from is that it is a crazy lifestyle. That's so different. And when you watch these vlogs and when we're trying to show these people what it's like, it's like, use that in your, in your conversation. When you're talking to a client, ask them what they're hauling, ask them where they're going, just like get to know them a little bit. And get their lifestyle. And once you like, none of the people at our company, well, other than the truck drivers, the ex-truck driver, have stayed at a truck stop before in a truck bed, you know, and eventually it'd be cool one day for us to like get a truck at the office and like get people to like really get into it and stuff. But um, to, I just saying this because you said it's good that you have 50 people working in the same direction, but yeah, we do want to embed into people like what this is really like and like they should be just as passionate as I am about serving this one type of customer and uh one time sometimes you hear some phone calls like when you're walking through the office and they're having like such a good conversation with this like a driver or they're making a claim and they're nervous and someone's like on the phone putting them at rest it's just like yes like this is what we're that's our product we're here to to like pay claims but like when you're making it relatable and you're, we're talking about their downtime coverage, if their truck is currently down and they need to go to a hotel and we'll pay for their hotel, like what a rich conversation, like that's just about just looking after them. Yes. Well, you're leading with empathy and you're, you're really taking on what they're going through. And I think being in moments of crisis, if it's in your own personal vehicle, commercial vehicle, having being afraid to call and all of a sudden it's a soft empathetic voice mm. and it's not a yell you're kind of like okay i'm going to confess everything now like yeah. i'm i need yeah. help and yes. just knowing that there's no embarrassment there's no shame there's no judgment it's just yeah we got this and we're going to pay for this and don't worry i think again right. that's overarching that's a huge part of your business where it's missing an in industry and right. i i can honestly talk about that. <laughs> anything you say i'm like yeah it's missing an in industry we need that that needs to be like an adapted practice because far too often and i've been guilty for myself i react instead of i listen and then i respond mm-hmm. and it's like okay what are they going through and it could yeah. honestly, it could be an operational problem the customer's not here where do you want me to drop this trailer I don't know. You figure it out instead of, hold right. on, let me call the customer and I'll find out for you. Like yeah. I think there's just more as an industry that we need to work together as like collective parties where yeah. good job that you're able to see that in your team too, and feel that and celebrate it because yeah. again, you know too many people that would just say, Oh, okay. And then carry on and not actually acknowledge that. Hey, that's really good work. Like, that's a right. really good call. They're really, really well done because yeah. your team, they're human too. And I think yeah. the human elements often miss too, where, Again, that's one of my next questions I wanted to ask is, have you always valued people? Because I think from what I know, what you've shared a little bit about your dad, about yourself, you really care about people. And I think that's also a really important factor to your success. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've grown up a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) I would say, I don't, I think this is pretty common. The first 18 years of my life, I definitely was just getting by and was just a kid kind of thing. And so 
I'm 27 now. And even like early twenties, I probably still wasn't as mature or whatever. I'm not saying I'm mature now. I still like pride myself on being a little mature, but yeah, I, um, I come from a Christian background, you know, that Josh, um, and that is, uh, solely around love and care. Um, and so that's definitely where it's probably, uh, rooted from, but, um, yeah, I do have a, and the, every person is so different. And my wife always said, but I just have a crazy amount of loyalty to the people that I have. And I really care that about very small amount of people in my life. Like I have a pretty small friend group. Uh, but then I don't have, I have a, just a couple things in my life. And one of them is work too, with the trucking industry. So like, it's, it's, it's not even that I have care. It's like, I'm thankful that I have an opportunity to have a category of people that I can care for because I have this passion inside of me. And I don't, if it wasn't trucking, it probably would have been directed somewhere else like this. Um, but I, I do, I do think humans together that um, are here for a positive impact and for love and for care for each other can move mountains. And I think when humans are the complete opposite and we're divided and we are, it's just the worst thing possible. I hate it. So if I can be the guy that's not leading the division or the, the negativity in the world, I just, that would mean a lot to me. And I don't want to, I definitely have negative days and, but I try to put things in my life that can make sure I'm usually trying to be a positive person and just making sure that I'm giving it my all. And I think whatever my all is, it's always going to come down. And I'm very working in sales. I became so customer focused eventually where it was like nothing. You're talking about the humans of our, the staff of NTL. I definitely was a point where it's like you prioritize the client, like the truck, the, the owner operator over my, my fellow staff member. It's, and that's just kind of a business mindset too, but customer comes first. Like these are the people we work for. These are the people that also like make our business run. So bottom line, like they get all of our respect. They get all of our, all of our attention. Um, And that's just kind of been instilled with me. And I don't know why that necessarily is, but um, I definitely have surrounded myself with people in my life that are the same mindset. I, I bet you have too. Um, and you pick up things from different, uh, uh, mentors that will, you know, write a daily journal, do a gratitude journal, do something that puts your life in perspective. And so if you write down one day, you said, am I like, I'm thankful for heat in my house. Like it just changes your mindset for the day with someone I go to work and someone's had like their basement is flooded and it's just like, wow. Like, you know, so Yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't know yeah, even where I'm going with that. Yeah, it's a huge question, but. Yeah. No, I think that was rock solid because I like the fact that you, you're deliberate with who you associate with. You're deliberate with who you allow to influence you. And I think that's a really key piece of just leadership as a whole. And I'm reading, a, a, it's an old book, but it's called Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon oh, yeah. Hill right now. Yeah. And yeah, he talks about just the, um, your strategic alliances and there's, I've, I think I was 19 when I first took my first like life coaching course. And that was a huge eye opener to me is if you're suffering, it's not, you're not normally like suffering because you're actually suffering. Like illness is different. There's different things, but just you live your day to day and you feel like you're suffering. It's like, okay, well, why is that? 
And then right. if you look around who you're actually associating with, you're like, it duh. <laughs> like, so yeah. it makes sense yeah. that you have to be deliberate and protective. And my wife and I, we live in that space too. We're really mindful of like who we spend time with, who we would even associate with. Because when you think about your free time, it's, I don't have very much free time and I love right. working. I, lo- I love the industry that I serve. I love being a dad. I love being a husband. So I'm like, why would I allow someone that's going to weigh me down or bring me down be any part of my life? Yeah. Honestly, like an arm's distance. Like <laughs> it's yeah. just, I think that's important. I think, I don't even know what, where I've heard it, but it's definitely famous now, but it's just, there's, it's definitely out of a book. I can't remember at all at this point, but it's like, people, if you hang out with people, the five people around you is basically like who you are. And there's like studies that have been done where if the average income of your four friends is higher, like most likely your income eventually gets to that as well. And not that that's the only focus here, but it's like, there's tangible real life things that happen around you when you hang your. And so if you, if I ever see somebody, I just, I can, you have that connection with, or, you know, they're super wise or they just, have that knowledge bomb they drop. It's like, you got to pay attention to those and like connect with that person. And those people most likely are more than happy to talk to you and like coach you. And everybody in the world needs coaching from anybody, no matter who you are. And as I'm a younger person too, like I'm just more than happy to humbly like accept people's life experiences and like even up to my grandfather who would, I'm, I'm going to call this afternoon. He'll just, he has so much wisdom. I cling on to things he says, cause he's just like a brilliant person. And like, that's just what people, you got to stay away from the things that can make your mindset in a negative way and keep you stagnant. Um, and you're totally, you are one of these people you can see you're always going this way because you did this earlier. I'm like this, this, everyone hates this. So when you're always looking up, trying to do other things, it's always making your life more exciting. And there can be moments when you finally make it to some a goal that you had. And then you're like, I've had moments where you hit a goal and then you're like, okay, now what? And it's kind of an empty feeling, but all of us will eventually find the passion again and figure a new goal to set. And uh, I was actually just listening to this podcast yesterday and some guy was saying how he, for the last year, he measured his whole life on, or his whole year by work family life and he rated himself every day on a scale of one to 10. And he said, he calculated every single, he said he had 12 bad days in 2020. One. Yeah. Wow. And, but, and he defined it as six to 10 was um, hopeful. So like if you're at six, you could have been a low day, but like you're still, it's still technically you have a chance to like find that goal to work for again. So yeah, that, that, That's that was powerful. fascinating. To me. Yeah. 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 And I think, Oh man, <laughs> there's so many ways that I'll go, but I'm mindful of time <laughs> is the fact like I love that. Uh, so do you know, I always, I say his last name wrong, but Simon Sonic power or yeah, the yeah, start with why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he will talk science on goals. And then there's a gentleman named Tim Ferriss. Have you heard of yeah, him before? I know Tim Ferriss. Yeah. yeah. So the four hour work week where he'll talk about um, basically identifying, you're not only working four hours in a week, but you're identifying the most important things you have to yes. get done that week right. and nothing else matters. So when you take both approaches, so like, I'm not going to actually show you in my notebook, but I probably have 56 things this weekend that are just little boxes with a note, little boxes with a note about that. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is some of them are small. Some of them are big. Some of them will get done in five minutes. Some it's part of a year plan is right. 
you go to the Simon's advice and he's like, it's literally a dopamine rush. Anytime you check a box, it's a dopamine rush. Anytime your cell phone, bing, bing. And I think when you can live in a state of deliberate progress, instead of like, I don't like floating. I don't like just kind of aimlessly working. I did nothing productive today. Yay. Like sure you need recovery, but I think it's really important whenever we have the option to choose, no, I'm going to try and take some steps forward every day. Mm -hmm. You take those steps. And again, that's not my way. I'm a parrot. I love listening to people and then I'll just kind of shoot it out. But (laughs) being in that state of mind, and again, this is maybe a little more deep than I initially thought we were going to go, but I love it. <laughs> so really to, it's a call to action though, for those listening is take Ben's advice, take this advice because goal setting is not just January and progress doesn't just have to be the first 14 days of a new year. Like you right. literally can have calculated steps every single day mm-hmm. where, okay, at December 31st, what do I want to celebrate? If you want to do it over 365 and, and you just work backwards. And you create a roadmap oh, yeah. and, and every day you're checking. Okay, who am I hanging out with? Are they helping me? Am I helping them? No? Okay, well, maybe it's time to just say, hey, you know what? Let's mutually part ways. And yeah. that could be business. That could be as an independent owner operator where you want cheaper insurance rates. Stop right. getting speeding tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start completing a pre-trip inspection on your tractor and on your trailer. Right. So that way you can confidently cross the scale. Make yeah. friends with guys like Ben who can actually answer your <laughs> questions. Like, those are all real practical goals where... It's not hard. (laughs) It's just shifting the paradigms a little bit and having, I guess, raising your standard as Tony Robbins likes to say too. So, but yeah, collectively, I think just what you're doing, Ben, is (laughs) it's just so powerful. And like, I literally got dizzy there. I was like, okay, stop. Because you, you can speak on things with a humility approach. And I like that you're humble because far too often, again, people, it's me, it's me, it's me. And it's like, I haven't really actually heard you say that. It's always we and I or my grandfather or my dad, or I'm really compassionate about here. So I think just your mission been super cool. And normally towards this part of our conversation, I would talk about legacy, but I honestly think throughout our entire conversation, we hit legacy, we hit passion, we talked about impact. So I don't think we really need to dive too much in there, but I want to flip the question around is what advice would you share Someone's listening to this. They're feeling jacked. Maybe they're going to go to the gym after because they're buzzing. They don't know why. <laughs> what, what's one thing that if we're speaking to owner operators, we're speaking to fleets, we're speaking to professional drivers, when we're, when we're talking about they want to make an impact, they want to do something just a little better every day. Do you have any, I'm just going to put you on the spot, so you're welcome. But do you have any advice, just one piece or 10, doesn't matter, that, you're, that you want to share with them just to encourage them in that? Um, okay. Yeah. So if you're young and the thing that helped me be what I am in my job is that, uh, I know I'm going to be in the trucking industry for until I die, you know, like I'm, I'm fully committed and I have no, no idea, no other idea that I would ever try to pursue. So that definitely helps me with my laser focus. But, um, if you're young, you just, you have to be a humble learner. And, um, that's kind of what I'm just trying. I, I, I have knowledge now and I do try to make points when they're applicable, but I'm still 27. And when I started working at NT, I was 21. So people just thought it was almost funny that I was working full time and that, that never, never bothered me. And I definitely couldn't give it back to them and say, well, you're old, but, <laughs> um, I just, I, I try, if I would, so especially when I was younger, like 21, I, um, I wouldn't talk it. I wouldn't talk as much 
in the back of a meeting and I would try to let other, there's other people that have been in the insurance industry, just recognize who you are and what you're doing and learn from the people that have been licensed for 30 years and selling it, or someone that was an ex truck driver that now got an insurance license. Like just, I, I don't, I don't like to brag about being humble because that's the least humble thing you do, but I do try to just be as humble as I can and just ask real, I usually uh, preface a lot of my questions with like, this might be the stupidest thing in the world, but like, I really need to ask low level questions in order for it to stick in my brain. Just like if you're going over like accounting classes or just something to do with accounting, I can't, I don't count receivable accounts payable. It's like, just say money in money out kind of thing. Just make it simpler for me. Um, and I always get what I want. I always, if I say, I'm, this is so stupid, but this, they always explain, don't, they don't say it's not stupid. And then, um, yeah, I just, I still think everyone at work would say they, I'd hope they respect me, but they also recognize that I'm young and I do love to have fun. And I'm like, still kind of immature. I like to laugh at work and be goofy. Um, but just recognizing who you are, being humble, trying to learn and, um, just, you're, you're, you're like plant, you're, you're watering what you're going to be in the future. I think, I don't know if this was on the podcast, but when we were talking before Josh was mentioning how just like, I'm about to hit the, the more peak of my career, like the real time to start going for it. And I think what I'm doing now, I'm just trying to like, get ready for that stage of my life. And then, so there's like a combo that I'm so excited for where I can try to create my own person who I am within the industry and how people perceive me in the trucking industry. And I get to follow my dad as well, who I get like the double, the double benefit there where it just like gets me so excited to be like 50 years old and just like going to trucking offices and just like high-fiving people. But at the same, I don't want to wish my life away as well. Um, So yeah, I just, I think... There's, there's something to be said, like if I went to a trucking office cold, they're going to get, I'm going to get a different reaction than if there was a guy with like gray hair and a suit, you know, like there's just, there is that moment and I need, and like, I recognize that, but there are also young leaders in the industry, such as yourself, such as other people we've mentioned, and they are just as passionate as you and I are. And like, that's, it's no big deal to connect with them. And we connect in different ways. Now we connect on LinkedIn or like Instagram or whatever we do as younger people. and for me to meet you and like, just do this, I'm already, I'm benefiting off of it just from my brain. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I hit one point there. Yeah. But. It was awesome. Yeah. And I, so something I think that's really cool about your dad too, is when you, anytime you talk about your dad or you talk about family, I think of two things. I think of a hand helping and then I think of two hands pushing. And I think mm. there's, you're really fortunate in a, in a good way, as well as industry is really fortunate because you're going to have for however much time that is, you're always going to have someone that says, Hey Ben, I'm going to help you. Hey Ben, I'm going to help you. And then you're going to hit something called a terror barrier where most people can hit a terror barrier where it's basically, I'm going to go do this. And then boop, something pops up and it's every reason in their mind why they can't. And then most people, unfortunately say, yeah, you're right. I can't. They get tricked by their own brain. Other people say, no, screw that. I'm going to jump through it. Okay, well, once you jump through it, that's where that helping hand is. But at the same time, that's where you need that push. Mm-hmm. You need to hear the thoughts of your grandfather. You need to hear the yeah. advice of industry saying, no, we need someone to speak on this. Like I remember yes. the first, I spoke at a safety conference when, uh, so in Alberta, safety fitness certificates changed uh, about two and a bit years ago. Mm-hmm. And 
So I spoke at a safety conference. Don't remember how many people. It was just under 100 people. And they were all owners or managers of different companies related to trucking. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I'm like, no, people need to know this is going to impact your business. And again, those, my mentors were in my brain pushing me at the same time they were pulling. So I think, again, industry that's listening, people that are listening, businesses, people that want to just get a promotion in their job, don't be afraid and allow those people that actually care about you as a person. I'm going to help you and I'm going to push you at the same time. I think it's just really important. So you, you totally nailed it on the head though, dude. It was awesome. I appreciate and what, it. I guess, what if you didn't do that speak? Like if you didn't speak to all those people, like that would have been a huge, that would have sucked for them. They would have missed out. You probably would have lost connections. It just, yeah, you definitely got to push through and like that there's going to be, there's some things that I still do in my life, like in work that make me feel uncomfortable. And yeah, I get sweaty and like my face gets wet and everything. And I'm just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. But once you're done that task, it's like, you know what you were scared of and you just accomplished it. And you're just like, yes. And you give the power to do so many more things. So yeah, it's a great point. No, dude, this was, uh, I feel empowered and I appreciate that. I like people that can speak truthfully and I feel invested. So thank you. Uh, honestly, just for the truth, but the passion, <laughs> it's, it's really noticeable and I, and I love it. I think it's just, it's so needed. So yeah, just being a light and dark place, dude, and definitely keep it up. So just as we kind of come to an end, give us a recap again of where people can go um, from a website perspective to visit National Truck League, but also if you're comfortable name drop um, just on LinkedIn, like can people reach you out on LinkedIn or on Facebook oh, yeah. or anything like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll preface with that. Our website is about to get a massive revamp within like 20 days here. So it's, it's pretty outdated right now. We're I'm almost finished the, the new one and it looks so good and I'm excited, but we are just simply www.nationaltruckleague.com or ntl.ca. Uh, we are on all the social media channels of Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and our at handle is NTL insurance. Um, my name is Ben Stiller. That's what it's on LinkedIn. You can definitely message me. Josh messaged me one time. That's how this all started. And um, yeah, I think if you if you ever wanted to just message me and just chat about it, even if you're in BC or if you're in Nova Scotia, I love meeting people around the industry. And Josh, has, you've inspired me like so much to just chat more with people. Just the simple conversation. You're right. It feels amazing. And I hope people that listen to it can feel like inspired to, you know, accomplish some things in the trucking industry and make that weird leap of faith. That's going to make them sweat. And maybe that's, maybe that's getting their own authorities and getting their own insurance policy and managing all the finances of your truck. And, but yeah, we at national truck league want to just, we just want to be known as people that care about you. We don't, we don't want to be known as, you know, people that are just trying to sell policies we care truly about the safety and success of the transportation industry. And um, I hope that people will recognize that and know that for all the years to come that we'll, we will be involved in the industry. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I'll make sure to include your website and all the, de- all the details good. in the show notes. Absolutely. So yeah. honestly, Ben, this interview has probably been one of my favorites. I won't lie. Wow. Uh, yeah, dude. I was like, dude, yeah, that one says, come on. <laughs> Legit. hundred percent. Yeah. You put uh, out like content like crazy. So that's a big compliment. So yeah, no, it, uh, you lived up to my expectation. I set the bar <laughs> high. No, I'm just kidding. But this was awesome. And I just, I'm really, I just want to encourage you, honestly, man, just keep doing it. Keep rocking out. 
don't be afraid to be immature because I think <laughs> way too often we take ourselves way too seriously. And I'm like, totally. I haven't laughed yet this month. Like what's wrong with uh, me? So being in that state, our industry needs it. People in our industry need mm. it. A lot of our industry, as we know, just we have challenges coming up in a week. We've been yeah. going through stuff for almost two years. Like there's a lot of reasons for people to be down. And I think yeah. just what we're doing, what shout out to market truck fit company, because yes. that energy, man, is we need it. We need people yes. to see things a little differently and not be afraid to speak it. So just again, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. This was honestly a great conversation though. And I just, I know people that listen had a lot of value because it's just, yeah, it was really good. So I appreciate you hopping on, buddy. This was awesome. Thanks, Josh. Thanks again for just having me. Totally, man. Okay, have a great day. You too. Ben, buddy, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and just all the value that you shared in our conversation. I really respect just how much you care about the success of others in our industry, as well as how much you and your company really value people. I also respect the fact that your core value is talking about riding a shotgun as you put forth the required energy and attention to really understand what your clients are going through. So if you're listening to this, I really encourage you to connect with Ben, connect with him on uh, LinkedIn directly, but also visit ntl.ca and consider doing business with them. So Ben, thank you so much again. I just really appreciate your time. So if this is the first time you've ever hopped on a Truck Focus podcast, I really welcome you to our community. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Same to our dedicated listeners that show up week after week checking out our content. We do really appreciate it as I really appreciate just the fact that Ben came to the podcast and I could introduce him to you and you could really just understand how passionate he is about the industry and those that he serves. So again, if this is the first time you're here, welcome. I do ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You subscribe to the podcast channel that you're listening to and that you like this episode, share it out. Let other people know that there's some really impactful people like Ben out there making a huge difference just in the lives of so many people. And I'm just really excited to see where he goes in his journey. So again, thank you so much. As always, let's create a pivotal impact. Bye. Well, friends, that's all for today's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen, as I hope today's episode brought amazing value for you. If this is the first time that you've ever listened to the Truck Focus podcast, I just wanted to say thanks. I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast channel to ensure you're notified of all of our upcoming episodes. To all of our dedicated listeners, thank you. This journey has been incredible so far, and it honestly is because of all of your support and encouragement that you've shown along the way. And as I like to say, the greater the following, the greater the impact. And because of you, our impact is growing across the transportation sector. As always, if you found value in today's episode, I do encourage you to share with others in your network that you believe would receive value from listening. Your support means so much. So the Truck Focus podcast is brought to you by Pivotal Transportation Industry Solutions, a company focused on connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. To learn more about the Truck Focus podcast, please visit the show notes. You can connect with us on social, visit our website, sign up to our monthly newsletter, and so much more. If you do happen to visit our website, I encourage you to check out the Truck Focus blog, learn more about our industry strategic partners, view our online training, and more. Furthermore, if you have a question or a topic that you would like to be discussed or reviewed in a future episode, feel free to send me an email. I've, I've also included my email in the show notes. So I just wanted to say thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Truck Focus podcast, where again, our goal is simple. We want to connect industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. I hope you have a safe day and let's create a pivotal impact.